here at Lake Grove Presbyterian Church, we recognize the complexity of this season and are inviting all of us to reflect on our experience of this complicated and uncertain time. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Caring Conversations. We are here today with Pastor Susan and myself, Pastor Lillian, and we are so glad that you are joining us. Susan, um, for this week, what do you have to talk about? What is our topic today? Oh, good morning, Lillian and everyone. Well, as we are in this unique time, which I wonder if I could count how many times I've said the word unique over the last several, <laughs> the last year, it's a lot, but I have had so many conversations lately, both with myself and with others, as we are emerging into a new openness. We talked a couple of weeks ago about living in a new landscape, being very intentional about what we want to put into our lives going forward. There have recently been many more conversations about some guilt or regrets about how we're, we lived life back behind us. And so this is people are starting new things, hearing things like, oh, I should have done this. Oh, I wish I would have. Oh, if I thought of it, I could have, right? And fill in the blank. I'm guessing that everyone listening has some things that they're feeling about that. And it's, uh, have you ever had that feeling? <laughs> oh, goodness. You mean within the last hour, how many times did I have that feeling? Because those are like the what ifs, right? Yes. You know, I, or what if I did this? It could have, or yeah. what if this happened? I should have. Um, and I just want to um, understand, Susan, that these are conversations about um, regrets or guilt from the past since for I guess the past 14 months or even prior to COVID? Oh, thank you so much for asking that clarifying question, Lillian. I'm really looking at this last 14 month period where people have been at home, right? Mm. And so here they're thinking, um, wow, I'm emerging into something new. I think we get a little bit of selective memory or we forget what it was like in those last 14 months. And so we project backward and think, oh, the energy or the newness I feel right now. Oh, I must have felt that then. And so why didn't I? And we all joke about the things we said we would do. People would learn a new language or, and these are silly examples, but, and they didn't do that. Yeah. I think what I want us to all say is, you know what? Everybody gets a clean slate. Mm. We encountered something very difficult, very hard, and even traumatic. And I think it is amazing the way that our brains and bodies can work, that you can forget that as you are moving into a new stage. <laughs> and so I want us to feel freedom from the woulda, coulda, shouldas. Of, of navigating something. Um. <laughs> so how do we get freedom from that? Because like I said, those coulda, woulda, shouldas, I mean, they're like within the last 10 minutes, you know, they, they've come up so often. Um, yeah. What have you come across in ways to, to manage or deal with that? Right. Well, I think one thing is what we're doing right now is being able to acknowledge it, say it, how we feel. Because there's certainly ways that we could, um, can think if you've got an internal dialogue going where it's really you're berating yourself for something that you should have done. Yeah, let that out, right? Be able to get it out, express it. 
acknowledging, oh, I'm feeling like I wish I would have or could have. I'm feeling guilt Mm -hmm. that I didn't do something. I think it's helpful to realize, um, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this this too. So recognize that it really sometimes is irrational. It doesn't always help, but when guilty things are coming up, like, oh, yes, I could have called every single family member in my extended family. All right. Was that a part of your rhythm before? Was that a, we take on things from our life that maybe aren't actually rational for us to do. Does that make sense? I think so. Um, And that, isn't that what guilt does, right? It makes us feel guilty about something that really rationally and even in the present we wouldn't have done. So to think, oh, I could have read through the Bible, you know, six times in the last 14 (laughs) months, because I was home, we were all home, right? We could say that. But rationally, well, what were you doing every day? What what was filling your days? Um, And if it wasn't reading through the Bible six times, then we start to feel guilty, like, oh, I could have while I was home, or, you know, organized my closet. Um, You know, I know that early on people were, and you, you remind us of how kind of jokingly, we, um, we reflect back in hindsight, but in all seriousness, we thought, hey, I'm going to um, remodel the kitchen, you know, I'm going to do all of these things. And perhaps you didn't get to do that. And that's okay, right? That that's the Um, the message that you have for us today is that it's okay that you didn't accomplish the things that you had all kind of dreamed of setting out, especially when, if you're not a contractor or you've never painted before, trying to remodel a kitchen is not rational. Right. Right. So really um, that guilt can be just being able to say a few things of what that guilt can do to us, it gives us those unrealistic expectations like, oh, I could be a contractor, distorting the facts of how things really were. And But here's where I think one of, one of the challenges is it's over things we can't change. And so there here is this little rub of, I, we really can't change that, but we're fantasizing a little bit in our mind that maybe we could have. I do think that some of the guilt and things comes from, well, I know what I did with my time now. And in this state of mind where I am right now, I probably wouldn't have watched so many series on Netflix, right? Right. (laughs) And so people are going, well, no, I know what I spent with my hours. I did Netflix. Why didn't I learn a language instead or whatever they might have wanted to do? But you are right. It is um, my hope in our conversation today is to be able to just name that and then invite people to let it go. And so when we're letting it go, we admit, yes, this is how I am feeling. Find a way to talk about, like Lillian and I are talking about it right now, inviting you to talk about it, write about it. If you don't want to share it with someone else, talk about it, write about it. And the invitation to recognize you're human, living through a traumatic time. It is what it is. It's okay. It is okay because when that guilt can't spur you, that the woulda, coulda, shoulda wait isn't going to help you move forward. Mm -hmm. It's only going to pull you backward. Mm -hmm. And we know we have a God that has forgiven us incredibly, which, you know, guilt actually is, it's an emotion that we feel, but hopefully only briefly because it's a warning signal, letting us know, hey, check something out. Does something need to be corrected? Mm -hmm. And then you can be able to either correct it 
Or sometimes if we don't, I think it leads to shame. Yeah. And then people simply carry that. Right, right. And, oh, uh, I, I, and I just want to stop you there, Susan, because I think you make such a profound point. That guilt, and I pictured like an anchor, right? But guilt is like an anchor and it holds us back. And the longer we stay back, it then translates from, oh, I did something wrong to, oh, something's wrong with me. And yeah. that's what shame is, right? So I think that is um, really important for all of us to remember that guilt is only supposed to be um, momentary, temporary for a short time and not for years. Otherwise it does mutate into yes. shame. Yeah. Right. Right. And so we want to catch these things in the bud yeah. and say, yeah. no, we're not allowing that here. We know we are forgiven and free. Mm-hmm. One thing that can be helpful is even viewing ourselves as a third person, right? Think of your, what do you beloved. mean? So I think, think of a beloved friend or a Lillian, if you have um, like what you would hold, what standard you would hold someone else to, if they came to you and were sharing with you, oh my goodness, I just feel so terrible that this is what happened. And I should have done this. Would you be heaping on them that same pressure and guilt? Most likely not. And it's actually helpful for us to get out of that perspective and um, view ourselves from a little bit of a distance, that Mm -hmm. third person. Mm -hmm. And that can kind of invite some of that perspective that we need. Mm -hmm. So, and I would say, think of the person you love the most. Mm -hmm. How do you speak to them? How do you treat them? And even, and yes, if they've made a mistake, how do you walk with them through that, right? You probably have a clear, yes, okay, let that out. Oh, I hear how much you hoped it would be different. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then moving forward, but would help them not be weighed down and anchored by it. Right, right. And um, the people that we love the most, when they are processing through, we are not, um, let's see, what word do I want to use? I think it's condemnation, right? Like yeah. we wouldn't be the first to be like, well, you're right. Like you really messed up here. Like, no, that's not what we do. What we do is give them grace. And so your invitation to think of ourselves and our situation from a third uh, person perspective is to not be self-condemning yeah. um, and to hold grace and use grace as those glasses um, because self-condemnation can be so detrimental. Yes, it can. It, it, that self-condemnation doesn't lead to your healing or renewal at all. And so we won't give that any more time and attention, right? We want to be able to uproot that. Mm -hmm. I think it would be helpful to remember um, the good you have done, right? And things, and may I just say, as we're all moving out of a pandemic, that we have done it. We've Mm -hmm. survived through a season that was very difficult Mm -hmm. and accept that as that is. Mm -hmm. And we can, you know, in our prayer and in our connection with the Lord, set our frame as we were talking about before, how we want to live forward, but being free from these things behind us. Um, there's a beautiful Psalm, Psalm 40, where um, I'm just going to read a couple verses of it. It says, I waited patiently for the Lord. God turned to me and heard my cry. 
He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. So I think if you're stuck in a little miry pit of the woulda, coulda, should have, let the Lord lift you out of that, right? And give you that firm place to stand, which actually goes perfect with what you shared with us last week, Lillian, about our belovedness and being able to be anchored as we're moving into new things. That is the most important essential thing about you is your identity as a beloved one in God, in whom one in whom God dwells and delights, right? Mm-hmm. As that's um, James Smith who says that so beautifully. Uh, and we get a new song of a new, new way in us. Yeah. Oh, well, I think that is a good word. Um, if any of you are feeling like you are in a miry place of the coulda, woulda, shouldas, the Lord is waiting patiently for us to cry out to him. And when we do cry out, he is there. He will be the one to grab a hold of us and to draw us out and we'll put a um, a new song of praise. And I think that is, there's so much hope with that. So thank you, Susan, for bringing us through this, um, this conversation about navigating guilt during this unique time. And for all of you who have joined us, thank you. We know that you um, are busy, and we, but we so appreciate you tuning in with us. We love you. And until next time, take care. Take care.